airing the Addisons. Let me say this, as followers of the Lord Jesus Christ, we've got to be careful and make sure that in everything, man, we are trying to get as close to what the word says as possible. And we got to understand that with that type of wickedness, man, you know, God does not wink at that. That's judgment. Promoting truth, wisdom, and empowerment. And you don't have shades of truth. You have truth or you have error. You have fact or you have fiction. And now we go into the thick of it. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Erin Addison's. On American Family Radio, thank you so much for listening. Uh, we appreciate you. I'm Miki. And I'm Will. And um, we are going to open the phone lines early in the second segment and third segment of the program because we're going to do something uh, not uncommon, which is to hear from you, the majority of the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, we want to start off just kind of having a little discussion between Will the Great and myself, and then we want to invite you to be a part of that. And, uh, of course, as we wrap up in the segment, we'll give uh, instructions um, and humble requests. Mm-hmm. This is... <laughs> no, 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 maybe <laughs> not. Okay. Uh, well, look, we've all <laughs> been at home. None of us has been in school. That's not true. That's funny. Um, <laughs> that's not true. No. Uh, anyways, no, we'll, we'll um, kind of, well, before we do that, because I always jump the gun. Before I do that and uh, get too much into what we would like to do and the way that we hope the program goes today, uh, let me remind our listeners via Will the Great that we want to stand in agreement with you in prayer. We want to do the work of prayer mm-hmm. um, and um we're asking you to let us know what your prayer requests sisters are. Yeah. If you go to prayer at AFR.net and you put in a topic uh, line airing the Addisons, um, we want to, what we're going to do is take three days uh, next week, uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday to uh, pray for the nation, to pray for all the things that the Lord is uh, laying on our hearts. We did, we're uh, going to have some special guests on with us to help us to pray but in the third segment of each um, show, we're going to take these prayer requests and we want to pray for you. So if you have a prayer request, please send them to prayer at AFR.net uh, with the topic line airing the Addisons. And we want to take time out on our show to pray uh, for, for this nation and for you guys, because there's a lot that's going on. We, we've received some prayer requests. I've taken them, jotted them down mm-hmm. and just kind of read over them. I was like, man, there's, there's a lot of need out mm-hmm. there, you know, so mm-hmm. we can take them uh, to the Lord in prayer. So we want to do that uh, next week, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. Uh, so send your prayer request to uh, prayer at AFR.net. And on the topic line, put Eric Addison's, and we want to pray for you. Mm-hmm. And uh, we'll just also say that some of our listeners, some of our longtime listeners have uh, reached out to us with prayer requests and um, of really urgent matters, you know, things going on right now. And, um, of course I hope that maybe it would go without saying, but we've already begun praying Mm -hmm. for those needs and taking them to the Lord. We believe that prayer is doing prayer is doing prayer is doing Mm -hmm. all right. And so if we can get that set in our minds, in fact, the scriptures teach us that, and I will probably try to explore a little bit more of that next week. Mm -hmm. But, um, Prayer is absolutely doing. And, and I, I hope that by the end of the program um, on Thursday, that every believer who listens to Aaron the Addison's will walk away going, 
man, prayer is doing. Amen. <laughs> like in a way that you've never seen before. The Bible explores this without apology that prayer is doing. Mm. Somewhere along the way, um, because we're go-getters in America, we have thought that prayer takes a, a back seat or a passenger seat to what you can do. <laughs> but prayer is the driver. Amen. Prayer is yes. doing. That's right. And uh, we're going to shift our thinking on that and we're going to recalibrate. And what we're going to simply do is align with the word of God. I mean, that's what we have to do in all matters. Right. Mm -hmm. We say, what does the word of God say? And if I've got some areas in my life that have not been on that line, I got to get it in line. And mm -hmm. so if you've been looking at prayer as something that like, OK, I've done all I can do now only remains prayer. Hmm, hopefully. <laughs> Yeah, that's hopefully a, we can see that change. Yeah, that's right? a sad commentary. It know. is, it is. But you know, in fairness, though, I think that we are kind of our default is to just do. It's it very is. difficult it to depend on anyone. And when we scratch beneath the surface, we find that for many of us, it's difficult to depend on the Lord. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, I don't like to fly. I will do it if I have to, mm -hmm. if I have to, <laughs> I don't like to fly. Um, and I'll just tell you, look, just straight up. Okay. All right. You can judge me if you want. I don't care. Um, I just like to have a little bit of control. <laughs> and I feel like, <laughs> I feel like when we're driving, we have a little bit of control. You know what I mean? If we need to make a stop and it's not scheduled, um, we can do that. You know what I mean? <laughs> and so I, I feel just a little bit like I'm doing this. Yeah. And I think for many of us in our personal lives, that's kind of how we approach prayer. It's like, all right, I'm going to pray, but I'm going to do cause I'm doing this. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like I got to get it done. I'm not mm. going to be up here on this plane and just, you know, hoping that the pilot, you know, God bless <laughs> all of our pilots. You know what I mean? But anyway, I think that a lot of us fall into that category. So yeah. I don't say that from atop any any type of oh, high yeah. horse or anything like that, which I also don't really like riding them. So um, I'm saying that from a bike. <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> so, my safe and controlled mode of transportation. Um, all right. Anyway, all the Texans were like, you don't like riding horses. Look, <laughs> you ain't really from Texas. I am. I'm from Texas. <laughs> That's what they're saying. Like, nah, I'm, you can't be. Look, I, I claim every state that does well whenever they're doing well. <laughs> When they bring shame upon the nation, I, I'm as far away from them as can be. All right. I I am. Whenever they do well, I try to get as close to those states as possible. <laughs> That's so sad. But it's true. Um, anyways, so so let me do this. Um, let me just remind our listeners again to echo what Will the Great is saying. Submit those prayer requests. We want to pray with you and we want to pray for you because we believe that prayer is doing. Mm -hmm. It is very powerful, very effective. And we're going to get into that next week. Here's what we want to do today, though. Uh, today, we want to open the phone lines wide open because um, Jesus Christ is risen. And because Jesus Christ is risen, that means that we have a testimony in our own personal lives of being raised to newness in Christ. Right. Mm -hmm. So that means that your life should look different. You should have this point of reference where you can say this is what life was like for me before Christ. And this is what life is like for me after Christ. And the only reason we have these testimonies is because Jesus Christ is risen. So we're shifting our focus here, if you haven't been able to tell. We're shifting our focus, <laughs> right, to our risen Lord, Jesus Christ. All around the world, this is where we are turning our attention, that Jesus Christ is risen. And in fact, um, this is such such an important tenet of our faith, right, that the Apostle Paul, writing in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, 
he says in, I'll start at verse 12, he says, now, if Christ is preached that he has been raised from the dead, how do some among you say that there is no resurrection of the dead? But if there is no resurrection of the dead, then Christ is not risen. Verse 14. <laughs> And if Christ is not risen, then our preaching is empty and your faith is also empty. Mm-hmm. Uh-oh. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Man. Ay, 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 ay. Uh, verse 15. Yes, and we are found false witnesses of God because we have testified of God that he raised up Christ, whom he did not raise up, if in fact the dead do not rise. <laughs> verse 16. For if the dead do not rise, then Christ is not risen. Mm. And if Christ is not risen, mm-hmm. your faith is futile. You are still in your sins. Man. <laughs> <laughs> so, so listen, the fact that Christ is risen is paramount to our faith. This yes. is not something that we can deny. This is not something that we should ignore. In fact, there should be great celebration surrounding the fact that Jesus Christ is risen. Yes. I want to share with you something. And go ahead, Willa Gray. You feel free to jump in. Oh, if like, yeah. there's anything coming to your mind, no, like, just, don't let me. The only thing I was thinking of just now was talking to the kids about the importance of Resurrection Day and yes. this, this whole weekend because, you know, um, and, and we were kind of like almost contrasting or whatever Christmas and, and Resurrection Day in a mm-hmm. sense of how the world has made us to think. You know, because there's so much that surrounds Christmas. You have lights, you have the songs, you have the presents, you have, you know, all this kind of, this whole atmosphere, but it's really a lot of commercialism, you know. Yeah, Uh, yeah. But but for Resurrection Day, you know, it's, you see, you have some things that, but at the same time, it's, so the kids were saying, especially, I was talking to JD mainly, he was like, man, yeah, Christmas seems so big. And I was saying, man, you, but you know what, this Resurrection (laughs) Day is the, is the climax, is the, is the pinnacle of yes. the Christian faith. This is right. our most important holiday, you know, and, and mm. but in the mind, you know, cause, because thinking of like the, the, the big uh, hoopla over, yeah. over Christmas in which it's great to celebrate the birth of Christ. Of course. Know, but you know, the way it's gauged is like, there's so much surrounding Christmas. It almost seems like the birth of Christ is the start and the stop. Yeah. Like that's it. Yeah. That he came. Right. <laughs> and, and honestly, if you look at it, a lot of the ways that at least mentally people are celebrating Christmas mm-hmm. is um, it's still about the little baby. Yeah. It, um, it, yeah. It's you about know, about the but, little baby It's about, you know, presents right. and gifts and, you know, different things. But the, but the thing is, and I was saying that, look, I said, you know, we, we, we do celebrate the birth of Christ and we're not Amen. even sure. We, we, we don't even think this is the exact time that he was born, you know, but we can celebrate Passover and this whole thing. We yeah, know we that this marks. is, we have yeah. the markers. It's so much, you know, it's so much greater emphasis that we should be putting on uh resurrection day you know, and Jesus dying and being buried and, and raised again for our sins, you mm-hmm. know, uh, then we then we do. But Christmas mm-hmm. has been so commercialized, it kind of like outweighs Resurrection Day. Yeah. And I hope that people can really get what you're saying, because that the the celebration of Christmas is almost inextricably linked to the commercialism of Christmas. Right, and right. the reason it becomes such a big deal right. is because of the feeling that it creates and and if you think about it, what is created for us, or I should say what is secured for us in the fact that Jesus Christ is risen, mm. really demands the type of, for lack of a better word, hoopla that we see around Christmas. That's why it, it should be the same way. That's why I was I was talking to them. I said, man, this is this will be the first a resurrection day 
that I remember that churches will have to like do things. Di- you know, this is going to be different because yeah, it's it usually, be. a, you know, coming together for service and, you know, but this time it's going to be, it's going to be a, a, a lot different, especially, you know, as churches have gone maybe to more of the video thing and all. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not like, man, but this is the highlight for us. Yeah. This is the highlight. Yeah. We have to have that in our hearts. Yeah, absolutely. I want to share something. If I have a little bit of time here, I'll start it and then maybe we'll get to it on the other side. A couple okay. years ago, uh, David Limbaugh wrote a book, uh. Jesus is Written, uh, Written, Jesus is Risen, Paul and the Early Church. Mm-hmm. David Limbaugh wrote this book. You can get it for yourself. You can read it. Uh, Jesus is Risen, Paul and the Early Church. And he's got a chapter in this book where he looks at 1 Corinthians chapter 15 And the insight here is just so incredible that I wanted to share it with our listeners. Again, the scriptures first, and then this book uh, by David Limbaugh, a couple years ago, he wrote it um, as a backdrop for us celebrating the fact that our Lord is risen and that because he is risen, we have a testimony. So I'll get into it and then, um, and then maybe pick up with it on the other side of the break and also give the number. Um, But here it is at length now, David Limbaugh's book, Jesus is Risen, Paul in the Early Church. He writes this, speaking of chapter 15 of 1 Corinthians, this chapter is one of my favorites in the Bible because it deals with the resurrection of Jesus Christ, the linchpin of Christianity, Mm. (laughs) the linchpin of Christianity. Paul reminds the Corinthians of the gospel he preached to them to them and they received, which they now profess and by which they are being saved. They must Hold fast to the gospel message unless they believed in vain, meaning they never truly embraced the gospel in the first place. From the very inception of Christianity, the survival and growth of the faith depended on the hardcore truths of the gospel. Mm. The gospel is the lifeblood of the church. It's reason for existence. Without it, the church is an empty shell. He goes on talking about chapter 15. He says, in this chapter, Paul reviews the fundamentals of the faith, especially the bodily resurrection of Jesus Christ, which Christ communicated to him directly. Quote, the doctrine of the resurrection of the body, evangelical theologian William G.T. Shedd observes, was from the beginning a cardinal and striking tenet of the Christian church. Dr. Norm Geisler adds, quote, historically, the bodily resurrection has been taken to mean a physical, material body, end quote. I'm going to stop right there. When we get back on the other side of the break, I'll pick up quoting from David Limbaugh's book, and then we'll open the phone lines. What is your testimony? Because Jesus Christ is risen. Aaron the Addison's American Family Radio will be right back.
Because you are redeemed, you have a testimony, and we want to hear from you today. Because Jesus Christ is risen, your life is different. The life of your offspring, Mm. it's different, right? You're a different wife. You're a different husband. Mm -hmm. You're a different business owner. You're a different employee because Jesus Christ is risen, because you have been redeemed. And as we celebrate the resurrection of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, as we are so grateful for his sacrifice. We are so grateful for the sufficiency of his sacrifice. We're going to make much of him. I want to give you an opportunity to do that with us, with the Addisons today. Here is the number. Our brother, Jeff Reed, who has also been redeemed, (laughs) (laughs) who has also been redeemed and has a testimony, an incredible one at that, um, is, is over in Studio CC, and he's going to open up the phone lines to hear from you. Let me just say this. As we get the calls queued up, 888 589-884. Because um, if not, if you don't give us the elevator version of your (laughs) testimony, it's going to make us all uncomfortable. Give that number one more time and cut out. 888-589-8840. That's the number to Mm -hmm. be a part of the program today. 888-589-8840. So maybe you focus on one aspect of your testimony. And you say we want the elevator version? I want the elevator version <laughs> of your testimony. So maybe we're not going to be able to start at five today. We're not going to be able to start at 10. All right. What I'm really looking for is just making much of what Jesus Christ has done in your life. And we can't go into a whole lot of detail because uh, we only got about 30 minutes left. Right. <laughs> so Jesus Christ is risen. Jesus Christ is exalted. He is seated at the right hand of the Father. He is now making intercession for us. Amen. And this is a big deal for us, right? So we want to make much of him. I want to give you the opportunity to be able to do that as well. But again, it's going to have to be <laughs> it's going to have to be your elevator version. So we're <laughs> all going up to a certain floor. Um don't make us all get out, okay? You're going to have to <laughs> Don't make us push the open button. 888 888- 589-8840. I want to pick up as the calls are getting queued. Um, I want to pick up where we left off reading a little bit from David Limbaugh's book a couple years ago. He wrote this, Jesus is Risen, mm-hmm. uh, Paul in the Early Church. And he writes about the resurrection, um, looking at 1 Corinthians chapter 15. And this is what he writes in his book. Uh, he says, N.T. Wright who has written extensively on the resurrection notes that we should not assume this topic was an afterthought just because it's addressed toward the end of the epistle. Rather the regular references to resurrection and cognate ideas throughout the letter strongly suggest that Paul regarded this topic as one of the keys to everything else he wanted to say Mm. and had deliberately been saving it for the end 
because it was the unifying theme of this particular letter. Paul writes, quote, for I delivered to you as of first importance what I also received, that Christ died for our sins as foretold in the scriptures, that he was buried, that he was raised on the third day in accordance with the scriptures, and that he appeared to Cephas, then to the twelve. Then he appeared to more than 500 brothers at one time. Mm. <laughs> Talk about some witnesses. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Firsthand account. Yes. Uh, most of whom are still alive, <laughs> though some have fallen asleep. Can I pause for a second, David? This is David Limbaugh. I hate to cut in on the brother because he's writing real good there. Um, actually, just quoting the scriptures. Right. But let me let me just say this. In other words, if Paul were from New Orleans, which he wasn't, if Paul were from New Orleans, when he wrote that part of the letter, he would have said, go ask them. Go, <laughs> go ask go, them. They're go, still around go, here. Go, <laughs> the people who sent him are still out here. Go ask them. They're still he out would here. have said, okay. Go ask them. Um, now, now, now back to national radio. All That's right, just a little right. regional humor. That's just a little regional humor. People in the South is, well, no, because New Orleans is a different, that's a nation. People in New Orleans will get that. Just outside of New Orleans, you're like, what? Let me just finish this up and then we'll go to the phone lines. Then he appeared to James, then to all the apostles. Mm. Last of all, as to one untimely born, he appeared also to me. Paul's mm. statement here, and in quote there, he's quoting from 1 Corinthians 15, back to David Limbaugh in his own words. Paul's statement here is an early oral creed that he memorialized in writing in this letter. Even skeptical New Testament scholars concede that this creed is very early, perhaps within two years of the resurrection. Paul, of course, affirms Christ's physical death, his burial, and his resurrection. The burial is a crucial event to demonstrate the genuineness and the reality of his death and resurrection. Paul then recites a non-exhaustive list of Jesus's resurrection appearances, mm. identifying the names of many witnesses. Wow. I'm just going to stop there. Mm. And we can begin to take your calls. Um, why am I reading that to you? I'm reading that to you because I want you to understand that the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ is not an Easter bunny. Come on now. The resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ is not in fairy tales and eggs and pixie dust uh -oh. and pastels. Uh -oh. I want you to understand that what we believe has been handed down to us from eyewitnesses, firsthand accounts of mm. people who saw the risen Lord, mm. who talked with him, who ate with him. And on at least two occasions, they touched his physical body. <laughs> so when we talk about the fact that our Savior is risen, please don't get that twisted with Easter baskets Come on and plastic grass. <laughs> All right. Let us not be guilty of mocking what Jesus Christ has done. Now, look, I'm not against anybody having fun. And don't hear me say that. Don't hear me say that. But what I want you to understand mm -hmm. is that when we convey to our children the gospel, we've got to get it to them intact. So the fact that Jesus Christ is risen is unrelated to bunnies who, by the way, have live birth and don't hatch eggs. Come on, man. Nobody ever stops to ask about that. <laughs> Research it. Dig into it. Why? <laughs> All right. So look, what Paul says here is what I'm giving to you. All right. Is of first importance. It's what I have received. And that's what we're trying to do today on mm -hmm. Aaron the Addison's. Let's go to the phone lines. Will the Great 
Where do we go? 888-589-8840. Where do we go first? All right, let's go to Michael in Illinois. Hi, Michael. Hey, I really enjoy you guys' program, and I really enjoy your enthusiasm and love for the Lord. You know, I'm almost 65 years old, and I had a very, very hard upbringing with no love in my life, no parents, mm. so forth, so on. But one day, you know, I was on the verge of suicide for many, many times. I felt life was not worth living. And uh, I was sitting up, uh, I was sitting down on the couch, and God whispered to me, he said, Mike, look up. And I looked up, and he said, what do you see? I said, well, I see the ceiling. He said, that's how you can measure man's love for you. Some ceilings are higher than others, so some men are going to love you more, some mm. are going to love you less. He said, now go outside and look up. Mm. And when the window looked up, he said, he said, where is, he said, what do you see? What do you see? I said, well, he said, where is the ceiling? I said, God, there is no ceiling. <laughs> and he took me to his word. It says, as high as the heavens are from mm. here, yes. so great is his love Amen. for those who fear him. Amen. And, you know, I, I just wanted to share this because it so moved my life that I realized that there was that saying that God loves you just the way you are, but he loves you too much to leave you as you are. Mm. God had a purpose and a design for my life, for everyone that's listening, that God's ultimate will and desire and purpose is that you become more like Christ when you surrender your life to him. He gives you meaning, purpose, and that eternal joy and happiness that doesn't come from the world. Mm. And I, I, I love Jesus Christ so much for <laughs> always being there for me and picking me up and making me a man. Mm. Mm. Come on. Making me a man of God. And he made me such in such a way that I'm now able to mentor young men in, in how to be a good husband, how to be a good father to their children. Mm. And you know, there was a mark, I'll leave it with this. There's a marquee I saw on the church once. It says, one person can't change the world but one person can make a world of difference. If Christ is in us, an invisible God, let him become visible in you today. Draw that circle around yourself. Say, this is my world, and I'm going to change my world. Mm. Thank you so much, Michael. <laughs> Michael. Appreciate that. Look, awesome. I, I say this, I say this, um, Look, brother, we love you. Yes. All right. Let me just let me just say, I think everybody listening, every believer listening, they're just like, man, that's my brother. Like Amen. that's that right there. I hate to say it. OK, but you set the bar pretty high. All right. <laughs> not not only did you communicate what the Lord God did, but you confirm that the Lord is speaking because he's never going to contradict his word. You understand? Mm. So we can have these encounters with the Lord by the power of his Holy Spirit, but the spirit of God will never say anything to us that the word of God does not confirm. That's right. And I just love that. I appreciate everything that you've just shared. Thank Man, what so an much. encouragement. I you look, I don't want to put any pressure on who's coming next, but um <laughs> <laughs> no, because uh, I'm joking. I'm joking. But can I also say that nobody wanted to get off the elevator? Everybody's <laughs> like, wait, wait, where's brother Michael getting off at? We're going to his floor. That's such an encouragement, man. The word of God and our testimonies, mm -hmm. right? Man, this, there is something so powerful about us yeah. sharing yeah. what Jesus Christ has done in our lives. And we have these testimonies because he is actually risen. Amen. Not theoretically, not hopefully. He is actually risen. That's right. Will the Great, where do we go next? Let's go to Jerry in Memphis. Hey, Jerry. Oh, <laughs> it had to be me after him. Oh, man, Jerry. I don't know, brother. 
I don't know, Dude, brother. Put me back in the line. <laughs> <laughs> put me back in the no, line. No, go ahead, Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, was, I, I, I usually I try to it. start with something. <laughs> <laughs> I usually try to start with something funny with y'all, but didn't have anything until that. And I was like, "Oh no, I don't want to follow that." Uh, Man. <laughs> so let me just start out. I, I heard mm-hmm. a, my pastor say one time, not the pastor you guys have met, but a different one. Mm-hmm. He said, "If there was no Easter, there would be no Christmas." Hmm. Now, I had to think about that a little bit. Now, what he's saying is, if yeah. Jesus doesn't yeah. rise again, nobody cares two cents about his birth. Hmm. If he Come dies and on. stays in the grave, yes. nobody cares about him. He's just like the rest of us. He's even worse. He's a liar because he said he was going to rise again. Hmm. But because he rose again, hmm. his birth takes on significance. Now, I'm wow. not saying we should celebrate Christmas the way that we do. I'm not saying that. Mm-hmm. But I'm saying what I am trying to say is Easter is mm-hmm. what makes Christmas important. Mm-hmm. It's, if, if he doesn't rise, it's all over for Jesus. We That's never hear powerful. his name again. Man. So I'll just say it one more time. If mm-hmm. there was no Easter, there would be no Christmas. Um, so just to, to go powerful. along with your, your, your testimony uh, thing here. So what has a, a risen Savior done for me? That makes me think back to, just like the previous caller, who I'm really going to be a letdown after. Um, <laughs> I'm waiting for you, Mickey. You got to laugh. Come on now. Uh, <laughs> I look at my here. life. I think. I look, at my, I look at my life prior to Jesus, and I just saw this guy, myself, who was going from one empty well to another. I feel like I tried everything mm. to fill the hole fill that empty spot. And I tried one thing after another, and I was never finding satisfaction, whether it was lust or success or education or sports or whatever it might be. I know y'all hear sports and you're thinking, hold on now, we've seen you. You you couldn't have played any sports, but (laughs) even sports. (laughs) Stop, stop. So I'm sorry, I'll try to be serious. So finally, I came to see, I got myself in a mess and I was just powerless to escape the webs that I was weaving for myself, and I was stuck in there, unable to get out. And I finally said, you know what? I'm not getting out of this unless God gets me out of this. Mm. And I ran back to him. I didn't have to run far. He was right there, Mm. right there behind me, waiting for me to turn around. And, you know, I thought, C.S. Lewis has this quote. He said, no, when when God comes into your life, you think he's just going to come into the house and start straightening things up and dusting and, you know, putting things in order. But before you know it, the house doesn't even look like the house you thought it was. Mm. It's got a new upstairs, and it's got a new mm. wing, and it's got new stuff, all, and the whole house is bigger, and it's all different. He, he doesn't just come in and, and you know, spray, you know, wipe a Clorox wipe on it or whatever. He changes everything, and that's what he mm-hmm. did for me. He gave me a mission, he gave me purpose. My life, you know, I, I knew where I was going after that. I wasn't, I wasn't chasing money and chasing all these different things anymore. So anyway, I mm-hmm. shudder to think of what life would have been like without him. And I am so thankful for what it is with him. Mm. So anyway, that's it for me. Thank you, Jerry. Awesome, Amen. Man. Amen. You. Glory to God. Praise Glory God. to God. Now, Jerry knows, like, we know Jerry personally. All right. <laughs> we've, we've met him. Yes. So, so all of the joking and the pressure that we put on Jerry specifically, he deserves. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I mean, I just, just, it's because, <laughs> it's because of friendship. Um, but let me say this. Glory to God, man. Amen. Powerful testimony. 
We are overcomers because Jesus Christ overcame. He Mm -hmm. is risen. We're taking your testimonies. 888-589-8840. Aaron the Addison's American Family Radio. We'll be right back. is already so full. I'm, I'm already so encouraged. Um, you know, we serve the one true and living God. And what he has done through the Lord Jesus Christ has changed our lives. And it's amazing because the best thing is to be reconciled to God, right? Mm. Like that's, that's the best thing. The best thing now is that what we owe for our sin has been paid in full. Amen. Like what we should have paid has been paid in full. That's the best thing. But then God doesn't stop there. And even in this life, the Lord bestows on us or upon us blessing after blessing after blessing, right? Like, I mean, it's just, it is an amazing thing to survey. And today, that's what we're doing on Aaron the Addisons. We're just making much of Jesus Christ, who is risen, who is now seated at the right hand of the Father, who is now making intercession for us. Yes, yes. (laughs) Testimony and encourage (laughs) all of us to hear, you know, what the Lord has done because of the uh, resurrection uh, of Christ in your life personally, mm-hmm. it brings us back to what happened with us, you know? And That's it, right. It's a, it's a big encouragement to the body of Christ to hear how God is moving, working, you know, still uh, making new even today. And so yes. the, encourage, the encouragement is needed. 888-589-8840. We want to hear from you. We want to rejoice with you as we look back on what the Lord has done because he has risen. We have a testimony. And so let's go back to the phone lines. Will the great, where are we going? Okay. Let's go to, let's see, let's go to Marie in Oklahoma. Hi, Marie. Hello. Hello. Um, uh, Hello. I just wanted to tell you that, uh, well, I don't know. Did I talk to you guys before? I feel like you did Marie. And actually I, if this is the Marie that I'm thinking, um, I feel uh, like I've been praying for you little, recently. The red apple that saw the salad yes. yes, yes, ma'am. <laughs> yes, ma'am. I, you, well, I've been praying well, for do, you. I do have a testimony. A long while, I won't make it too long. I'm, I'll skip through it. A long while, a long while ago, I was about 30 years old. I'm, I'm up in age now. But I was 30 years old or, or less. And uh, me and my husband, which is gone now, but he... Him and I got shot at, and and I want to contribute that to God. He, he he brought us out of that, and that that person that was shooting at us, he was a he was a gay person, and he wanted my husband. Well, mm. I told him no, he wasn't getting him. So we ran through this alley, and I and I was small then, I was kind of skinny like, and I jumped a dumpster. I don't know how I done it, but I <laughs> I jumped it. Okay. And I cleared it. And I ran into this car. I found this old beat-up car, and I threw my, I put my husband in there, and I got on the floor. And he laid on a seat, and this guy that was chasing us did not see us. In, I don't know if he didn't see us or he didn't know what what he was doing, but he was shooting straight at the car, and he missed us every time. Mm. 
I'm, I'm, wow. 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 That That is incredible. He was, shoot, he was shooting real bullets. There were no BBs. That was real wow. bullets. Wow. And he missed us every time. I was I was 20, 27 or 29 then, and now I'm 77 years wow. old. Wow. Testify that God is really real. Amen. He really has saved us in, and I know he's in the saving business, mm. and I know he's going to help me through what I'm going through now, mm. and I'm going to do my very best to do what he wants me to do. Amen. Because I, I just, uh, mm, I, amen. I amen, Marie. I, I don't like to his churches as much as I can. And the reason I do it is because he died on a cross for me a long time ago, and he didn't have to. He didn't have to die for me, but he did. He took my sins and put them on a cross, and he said, and when he was on a cross, I was on his mind. Amen. Thank you so much, Marie. We appreciate your, your call, your and testimony. that's powerful. That God is still saving you know even back then just having that experience but god has protected you you know wow. you're able to to speak about it today so praise god for that that's 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 an awesome uh testimony of god's saving and protecting power uh, amen let's go to linda amen in texas hi linda hi miki hi will thank hi. you for having me happy easter same to you listen thank I, you um of course, I am a cancer survivor, and I want to tell you that in God's Word, when it says the same resurrection power of mm. Christ lives in us, and I want to testify to that. <laughs> and this Easter mm-hmm. specifically in His Word jumped out at me that um, His it says in Luke twenty two twenty that His dying on the cross is a new covenant with us. And that sounds really Christianese to anybody that's listening right now that doesn't know the Lord. But let me make that plain, because I was nine, and I did, unlike Michael, I did have parents that loved me, and they loved the Lord. Mm. And I gave my heart to the Lord at nine. Um, I really didn't know too much about, you know, asking to forgive you for your sins, but I knew enough to ask Him to be Lord of my life. Mm. And then as I'm walking and God wanted more of me because I, a young mom of three sons, I thought, I know how to do this. I had a good example. I'm going to be great, and off I go on my own. Well, I got cancer, and God did not cause that cancer. He allowed it, mm. and He worked through me mm. like He refines gold over a fire. Mm. And let me tell you what He did. Oh. Um, if I told you the story, the whole story, it would blow your mind. The short version's going to blow your mind enough because... I don't want a God I can comprehend. And so this Lord and Savior of <laughs> ours, who made that covenant on the cross with us, I sat in church and I closed my eyes, and I totally felt one with Him. Looking back, I realized that. I wasn't even thinking about that then. And I had been told that my cancer was real, very aggressive, and it grew back while I was on chemo. And as I sat in that church service, I can practically remember the chair. I said, Lord, God in heaven, if I die and it brings you glory, then so be it. And if I live and it brings you glory, then so be it. Mm. And I totally meant that. Mm. And that's hard for a moment to give up her three sons. Mm. But let me tell you, that next visit I went to the doctor, they ordered an ultrasound leading oncologist at MD Anderson that they had never ordered before, and he um, hadn't, you know, he had just seen me regularly all the time, so this was something new that I hadn't seen him or asked for, and I was kind of puzzled, or why does this doctor want an ultrasound? So 
So I went and I did it. And the guy kept going in and out of the, the room, the radiologist. And I said, what are you doing? And he said, I'm looking to see if I have the right folder. And I said, what do you mean? I got a little scared. And he said, this is showing no residual. Mm. And I, we know what residual means, but I didn't know medically. And I said, what is what does no residual mean? And he said, your doctor is going to have to share that with you. So the lead oncologist at Indy Anderson for 20 years, he said, he said, no residual. There's no cancer found anywhere. There's, there's nothing. Wow. And so when I look back and I realize that my Savior waited for me to surrender all, And he wanted me to Hmm. walk with him, not just give him my heart, not just know him, but to walk with him and be humble, humble, humble. And that's my resurrection story because I've never been the same since. Mm. Mm. Wow. Thank you so much, Linda. Oh, Linda. God bless you. Oh, that overwhelms me. That (laughs) overwhelms me. There's there. There is so much woven Uh into that testimony. Right. I mean, there is just so much that encourages us. And the thing that I appreciate that when we hear testimonies and when we link that to what the Lord has said to us in his word, then there is a work that the Holy Spirit does in each of our hearts as we listen. Right. And so there's an aspect of our lives, our Mm. each our individual lives Mm -hmm. where we know that the Holy Spirit kind of like shines a light right mm. on that spot mm. that is supposed to minister to you. Yeah. <laughs> right? I mean, that's yeah. what happens. It's how yeah. we can sit in churches every weekend and you hear this message. And then when you share, you ever get together and you talk about, man, you just, the things that stood out to you, there's a different ministry that is happening in each person's seat. And yeah. that is the work of the Holy Spirit. Amen. All right. Will the Great, where wow. do we go next? All right. Let's go to Sherry in Oklahoma. Hi, Sherry. Hi. Hi. Um, I'll keep I'll keep you to the first level. Okay. <laughs> Everybody has given, <laughs> given such such a good testimony. It's hard to follow. Um, I was uh, a backslidden Christian, and hmm. I had begun getting into the New Age movement, and I found myself into the occult. And praise God, hmm. He saved me from that. Hmm. And I tell you, the devil does not, he does not let go easily, Mm. but it's worth the Mm. fight. Amen. 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 Thank you you so much, Sherry. I appreciate you. And look, and let me say this. I know Sherry knows I was joking. We're, we're not competing. I'm I'm just joking. I I really was people. Each and every one. It is an encouragement. Every single one of these testimonies is an encouragement. And I believe the Lord is glorified and the body of Christ is encouraged, man. I mean, this is what it's all about, right? That we kind of recalibrate and we remember that we are a part of the body of Christ. That's right. We're the great Sherry. Thank you so much for that. We appreciate it. Where do we go next? Let's go to uh, Dean in Mississippi. Hi, Dean. Hi. I'll uh, try to keep this short. Hey, go ahead. Uh, Are you hearing me? Yes. Okay. Uh, I, um, I've been with the Lord since I was seven years old. Mm. That's 74 years. Wow. And I'm here to tell you, he's never left me. Mm. I've walked away from him several times, but not for long. Mm. And, uh, recently, um, my hours were cut at work. And, uh, so I was kind of worrying a little bit about 
you know, finances and whatnot and uh, had a couple of sleepless nights and with uh, uh, things that had happened in my past. Uh, and and I, 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 about the third night, I hadn't slept good, and I asked the Lord, I said, Lord, why are you letting Satan bring all these memories to me, mm. uh, you know, and, and haunt me with these memories? And he said to me, it's not Satan, it's me. And mm. I'm telling you, I brought you through all of that. Mm. And I'm still here with you, and I'll see you through this. Wow. And wow. so, to me, that is a testimony of not to take away from people who he has reached down in the garbage pits of this world and mm-hmm. pulled out. Mm-hmm. But he has also keeping power. Mm. Amen. Oh, my goodness. Yes. From going into that garbage heap of this world. That's right. You can sit back and, and say, why would they even want that? Mm. When you That's can so good. Walk so close with your Lord. Amen. So Amen. I don't worry because he's brought me through 74 years. Wow. Wow. And he ain't going to leave me now. Wow. Thank Amen. you so much, Dean. Yeah, no, oh, that that is awesome. powerful. You know, and, and I, I just want to say something, too. When you look through and read through the book of Acts, you see that the Apostle Paul gives his testimony mm-hmm. no less than three times. Mm-hmm. And he acknowledges what his life was like and then how the Lord saved him. And then now suddenly, you know, he is an ambassador for the Lord, you know, and he is heralding this this gospel that he has received. And it's such an amazing moment or these moments are so amazing yeah. that you almost get the picture that Paul cannot forget what his life was like before coming to Christ. You know what I mean? It is so paramount that he has this history, then comes to Christ and is now living what the Lord has called him to live. All right, Will the Great, where do we go next? Let's go to Kathy in Louisiana. Hi, Kathy. Hello, how are you? Doing good. Hello. Oh, I just wanted to tell y'all that the Lord did help save my marriage. Praise God. Um, Amen. I remarried in 2004 and already had two daughters from a previous marriage. Mm-hmm. And so kind of a rocky start. And my husband, I thought, was um, My daughter, after a few years, when they became teenagers, my youngest daughter was pre- got pregnant. Mm-hmm. And so he got angry about that. He did not want to raise a child. And um, so he split. And he, he was having an affair. Um, it lasted over a year and a half. And I used to just drive around and listen to AFR all the time and pray. Mm. And so one night I was crying and driving and David Jeremiah was preaching on um, spiritual warfare, Mm. um, (laughs) how the Lord sends angels to fight for you. Mm. And I was like, I feel facepalm, you know, why haven't I, why haven't I used this? And so I just started praying and asking the Lord to, you know, send angels, warrior angels to protect, you know, to save my marriage and protect my husband and lead him back to him and ask for confusion among the demons. Mm. (laughs) And anyway, the very (laughs) next day, my husband called me. Um, We started talking again and he went to church with me. Um, we go to church every Sunday now. We're back together. My daughter's married to the man that she had a baby with. And they oh, actually wow. have two babies. 
he got saved, <laughs> her husband. Praise God. So it's, God, God just worked so many miracles out of that one thing. And I just want to say, pride, pride will stop you from doing what God wants you to do. Oh, Kathy, God bless you. Uh-oh. Thank you so much for calling in and encouraging us. Look, let me just end with this. We we started with this. Prayer is doing. That's Prayer right. is doing. Until Monday, Lord willing. God bless.